Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, John Wayne. Hey, Pilgrim. Hey, little lady. You'll shoot your eye out. John Wayne, that's right, here I am, with you once again in the neon palace of sin, my office here in fantastic, fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you all for joining me once again. If you're new to the show and just checking it out because I met you recently or you saw my stuff somewhere, thank you so much for being here. I very much appreciate you checking out the show. Um, again, this, uh, you know, the show has gone through some changes, of, as all things do, and, and metamorphosize and all of these things. And, you know, it's it's I do tell stories from my life still, but I'm on the road so much, it's a lot of recapping the things that I've just recently done. Um, so if you're new to the show, we will be doing a lot of that. And if you listen to last week's episode, you know that I am just ripping these episodes out because I'm sorry uh, that I, I, I missed a couple of weeks there uh, because my travel has been so heavy. But I, I, I'm taking measures to remedy that. I, I don't, uh, you know, I, I this podcast has gone on for a long time. Um, this is like episode 270 something or 260. Uh, you know, either way, it's in the, I should know, right? I'm like, yeah, this is my podcast. It's going on for a long time, guys. 260, this will be episode 268, actually. So, you know, that's a lot. And I've only missed very few uh, weeks that I haven't done. I mean, I could probably count them on two hands over those years that I've been doing it. So, um, it's, it's been going on for a while and I want to keep it, uh, you know, of course, keep it going. Uh, but it gets, uh, I, man, I got a little, I took a huge bong rip right before I, I hit record and, uh, I almost lost all of my trains of thought. We'll to get to that in a, <laughs> in a second. But as I was saying, you know, with the show, I've always kind of made it a point to keep it as current as possible in that, not current event wise, but current that in, in how my life is and how this is happening. You know, it's, it's fresh out the box. You know, I'm, I'm as soon as I, you know, every Monday I'm, you know, putting it out. So it's, you know, Sunday, I'm, I do a Sunday record typically where, uh, you know, I, because I want everything to be like, Hey, this just happened. So let me talk about it now. Um, but you know, I realized in, in the grand scheme of things, sometimes that trade-off is it's better to have, uh, you know, maybe something that I've, I've talked about, like a, that I'm talking about a week uh, behind in real time than just not have anything for a couple weeks because I, I'm out there running around like a, ma- a mad maniac. So, you know, that's it, that we're going to do that. Like, so if you listen to last week's show, um, I was just hot off of coming into town, just getting back into town for being out of uh, on the road for 24 days for a quick turnaround to where I am, and and, and um, I am actually, you know, just recording this episode uh, right now, the day after that, right before I leave to go to another uh, show out in Pasadena, California, which I'll be talking about uh, on the next episode. But, you know, last week I talked about my trip to Houston to record the new John Wayne is Dead, <laughs> yeah, record, and also... Um, the Chicago Days of the Dead show and the the gigs that I played up there and and how uh, much fun all of that was. So uh, this week and then and then from there, you know, the the hits kept coming. So this week we're going to talk about what happened the other two weeks I was on the road there or, or uh, yeah, week and a half I guess 
and uh, and and recap all of that. But right now, thank you again for putting up with all that rambling. I'm here. I just um, went to restock. I, I was smoking last week on the show some some fine weed uh, that I liked very much that I got from a dispensary coming through New Mexico. But this week I'm I'm back. You know, uh, only it doesn't matter that I'm home for only two days. I had to swing into. Oh, Oasis, my favorite of places. That's right. Uh, my dispensary uh, that I love here in in my neighborhood. And uh, right now I'm currently got the Green Lantern all loaded up and I'm smoking um, some bubblegum breath uh, bud <clears throat> ooh, that I got there a little bit ago from the sacred uh, is uh, who grows it. The uh brand, I guess you could call it, and it's uh, nice. We're sitting here right at a nice 24.5% THC uh, there. So, very good. Earlier, also before, uh, I also I did a... Uh, um, a Patreon podcast uh, just before recording this. When we'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, and I smoked some um, wonderful day tr- from Day Tripper, uh, I believe is who they. Yeah, Road Tripper. Road Tripper uh, is what. Uh, that's the. Is that the strain? Yeah, that was the strain, and this is from the Wander Freely uh, Growers, and that's in the thirty-three uh, percent. I got some of that, and that was quite nice as I was doing my podcast earlier. But you know, I like to mix it up and and uh, stay. All, uh, uh, all o- over the place. Equal opportunity weed smoker. I want to try all of the strains, and and that's how you know you you, you fool. You gotta you know you can't just keep smoking the same strain. You know you gotta fool your brain. You gotta mix it up. It's like training for you know a boxing match. You can't you know go in and you gotta you do the same thing. You gotta fool your muscles and get them all crazy. You know and shake them up so that they're like what's happening. And then you know that's what you do with your brain with all these strains, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, now that's done. No. Um, but I digress. Uh, over to what I'm drinking. Actually, um, uh, I'm drinking a nice little beer here. I'm having a bit of beer. Um, this is uh, you know, this is something I don't drink a lot. It's this is from the Carbach Brewery, which I've had my my you know I I've made peace with whatever issues I have. I'm still not necessarily buying this beer, but I will drink it, especially. When it's given to me for free, and I've got to give major shouts out to my buddy Zach. Uh, he's a fellow Royce boy, and he's one of my homies. He came up to see me in Austin. We'll talk about that. But he brought uh, the gift of beer because he works for the brewery, and he's a bad motherfucker. So I'm drinking some Weekend Warrior here from Carbach. Uh, just a quick re- rehash, I guess, on on the history of them. That they are a Houston-based uh, brewery. They popped up uh, a few years back, and have some great beers, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, had sold to uh, Anheuser-Busch, but then there was all this stuff that came out that maybe they were always poised, their secret investor was Anheuser-Busch to get them ready, or something like that, InBev, I believe it was, which is one of those things. You can fact check me, but that's what happened, so I was like, no, you corporate bastards. Uh, But hey, whatever, here I am drinking it because I got it for free, so I guess that shows how... uh, strong I am. But hey, it is a little bit of nod to my hometown, to Houston. Uh Dirty Third, Third Coast shouts out. What you know, what was pure shall be uh, come back and be pure again. Um I think that's in the Bible. But uh yeah, so I'm having some of that and I like it. And it's their, you know, kind of session beer. Um it's like five percent guy, just a you know, that that um nice IPA t- uh, bite to it. But not the IPA bite in the ass of the alcohol. So it's one of those kind of 
like I said, it's a, their sessionable uh, beer. But quite tasty. Um, before we move on, huge shouts out to my Patreon people. Thank you guys so much. Um, everyone who has subscribed to my Patreon or has been subscribed to it or even just checking it out now, you are amazing, and I thank you so, so much, and I do my best always to uh, have great stuff on there for all of my Patreon supporters who, uh, you know, give me that extra support because, like I said, traveling all this time, like this end of the year, big push of travel, um, <clears throat> having a, a, a little bit there helps a, a whole, whole lot. So thank you so much. Also, thank you to the, the folks who, um, you know, who uh, donated to the gas money fund that's on the link tree on my Instagram. Um, I have that on there. So when I'm driving every once in a while, I'll drop a link like, Hey, uh, you know, but it, it, every little bit helps, even if you could send a buck or whatever that thing, that uh, link when I'm driving around, it helps a lot. And I really truly appreciate it. So shouts out to all of you who have um, helped me in that and been a part of my Patreon if you'd like to check it out, please go to Polish Go To. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> to check it out, you can too. Go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is Dead. Or better yet, just go to John Wayne is Dead.com. That has the Patreon link right there. You can shoot right on over there. Take takes care of all of your John Wayne needs. Get you where you want to go. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. So check out my Patreon. You can join one of the tiers, um, and you'll get some goodies that come along with those. Plus, every one who subscribes to my Patreon, no matter what tier you're on, you'll have access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, uh, in which I speak to with uh, other artists all over the, the country and the world that I meet, and it's a great uh, show that I have a lot of fun doing, and I meet and get to uh, talk to so many awesome uh, just awesome creators and, and people. So check that out. You any Like I said, any tier you subscribe to gets you access to the show and everything else on the wall of my Patreon uh, site, which has a lot of pretty cool stuff on it if you're into, you know, checking out what I'm doing. Like I said, we just recorded a record, so look for some rough mixes to show up on the wall for you to check out. I also have videos of uh, the gigs I just played Some uh, in Chicago. I just played at Reed's Local. Uh, thanks to the dudes at the Horror House, Vinny and Moe's and Aaron. Thanks, guys. Uh, shouts out to them. Uh, you can watch uh, 30 minutes of that, that uh, performance on my wall right now if you uh, subscribe to the Patreon. So, Check it out, uh, and I appreciate any and all support. Even just listening to the show and, and passing on the word uh, means the world to me. So thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, very, very much. I appreciate it. So um, let's see. Do we have a, a last week? So, you know, in real time as recording this, you know, it's only been a day since I recorded the last one. But I did, you know, want to update the tarot, um, the tarot, uh I don't know how what else to call it. The tarot deck, uh, uh, 2022, beep, 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 boo, like, uh, you know, update because we're getting the, uh, oh, okay, here we go. Looking here, here's our new, wait, here we go. What is this? I'm checking for, because as we know, my, uh, my tarot deck, which I have, uh, you know, designed, uh, get, get your words out here, John Wayne. 
You're slipping. No, I'm looking, trying to look at the app. Um, so I, uh, I designed my tarot deck, as you know. I had a whole thing with this with the printer. I just discussed it last week where, you know, they sent it to me from Australia, the test deck for me to look at and make sure it's all good and approve it. And it got sent to me. It said it was an attempted delivery. I was here. I never saw it. I don't know. But no, nothing else ever came of it. There was no, like, letter, you know, hey, go pick up your thing down at the old uh, postal or, you know, there's a message from the Water Commission in Springfield. Nothing like that. Um Got it, you know, figured out, but but I but it turns out I was looking and they sent it all they returned to sender all the way back across the, the, the pond and then some to Australia. But <clears throat> we've got it all figured out. They're sending me another one. And as we speak right now, it is uh at ooh, where's is it in the States? It let's see, it's handed over to the delivery part. It, it departed from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, on November 24th. It was handed over to delivery partner. Outbound flight departed. It shows it still in Australia at a sorting center on November 25th. But I don't know. It seems like there would be more. Um, hmm. guess that's all that's happened. So I don't know. But uh, maybe it's the weekend over there. uh, Because I I don't know how things work over there. They're they're ahead of the they're ahead of us or something. They're like a days ahead of us or uh, the water's already running back backwards and and things like that. Uh, But hey, it's uh, taken at least one more step through the tracking center since the last time I spoke with you guys here on the podcast. So that is a good, good thing um let's see what else i did not get to talk about last one. Oh, this very cool i talked uh, i did uh, talk about while i was doing this but some of you may remember i mentioned that i was narrating another aaron beauregard uh novel and um i did and it is out now and it is called modern hysteria if you have not read this book um <clears throat> by aaron uh it is uh it it it's centered around um, an internet phenomenon, the the ones that it's based upon the ones that happen with the challenges that kind of, uh, you know, affect the especially younger people who are online where they, you know, do damage to themselves or, you know, even like it's those suicide challenges. It's not the, the not the silly water bucket challenge or anything like that. It, it, it centers around one of these much darker, uh, dan- very sinister challenges and, and man, the manipulation that's happening and how that happens and um you know how he's he did, he's done a, you know he did his research on how these things get started what what happens around them and it's it's very well done uh, of course if you're familiar with Aaron's uh, Aaron Beauregard's work you know he's going to bring that uh extreme horror element and the 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 uh visceral imagery and um a lot of the gore there so he does a, a, a he's a masterful uh job of, of creating that so if you like it and you like aaron beauregard and you like me you can go uh it's on audible right now and i think aaron's got it on other things as well but i know that he has uh shared that it's on audible i've retweeted it and it's out there so if you have some audible credits uh and you want to look for something cool to listen to check that out also 
Um, if you're, you know, maybe you heard that one already. I heard that one already. Or you got two credits. As Seen on TV, my novel from Grindhouse Press is also out and available on Audible right now. Just came out a couple weeks back, but I think right before I went on the road. Uh, that is also narrated by me. That is about a serial killer named Artie who's obsessed with As Seen on TV products in that he has to own and collect them all. Uh, it's not about him killing people or being a killer at all. Um, it is about his obsession. And that obsession of his manifests itself physically. And he now has to deal with that. And he finds that maybe he's not as slick as he thinks he's been all these years. So that is also out there and available on Audible right now. So please check out those. Those are new narration releases. Uh, from me, again, uh, Aaron Beauregard's Modern Hysteria and As Seen on TV by myself, narrated also by myself. Oh, by myself, I want to be... Speaking of all by myself, as you're listening to this, um, if you're going to be in the L.A. area on December 10th and 11th, that is the next place I will be as you are hearing these words. I will be at the Krampus tavern uh market which is taking place at the globe theater at 740 south broadway los angeles california um this is a dark holiday marketplace and spook easy i like that verbiage um and this is a cool kind of uh like a krampus you know dark uh holiday market with you know all the spooky stuff that we love uh with the krampus kind of holiday theme and i know that there is a uh, a brew, uh, not a, a, a kind of a pub crawl that is going along with this uh, within the theater. Um, there's some, I think, a Krampus parade also that happens, and and, and this is going to be awesome. So it is December 10th and 11th at the Globe Theater. Uh, you can go to if you go to johnwayneisdead.com. Uh, there's and go to the shows page right there where it lists it. You can hit the little click click on it and it uh, it's a link that takes you right to their site with all the other information but that's my next uh, as as of this recording that will be uh, my next uh, show and then I'll have one more after that for the year and um, I'll be done uh, but um, I guess uh, you know before we go you know any further I just uh, wanted to see oh hello The Corey Hotline! Yeah! It's the Corey Hotline, everyone. The Corey Hotline, what is that? That is the number you can call anytime, day or night, 24-7. We do not shut down for the holidays. The operators are always standing by. For you to leave a a message with a question you have for me, for the show, comments, uh, anything you want to talk about or bring up, maybe you have a suggestion perhaps all of those things maybe you want to uh have um you you have a beef with uh, someone and you want to solve it uh, or or draw it out over the Corey hotline much like if you've uh, been listening for the last few weeks we've had with um very good friend and uh you know awesome dude retired professional wrestler Gator McAllister and his duo of Gator haters who have been calling in back and forth it's been a wild ride Uh, i don't know how it'll end but it's definitely we've been left on a cliffhanger hopefully they'll call in soon 
But in the meantime, you can call in, and that number is 832-930-1347, and you can leave your message. Or, hey, if you're a little gun-shy and you don't want to hear your voice or put your voice out there because maybe people are looking for you, you can text to the number as well. Oh, my gosh, that's the smudge. She's back there. Uh, one of our little toy poodles, she likes to scratch herself and get excited, and she shrieks like that, like, ooh, and who wouldn't, um, especially if you could look yourself down there like she does but it's all good um yes call the number you can text it and i'll read your text if you don't want your voice to be heard or or you're just uh rather express yourself through text messaging but please bring the don't don't let the Corey hotline die call us 832-930-1347-832-930-1347 uh yes and we'll come back to that with many other uh, wonderful uh questions and things to the like Okay, earlier in the episode, I was talking about the awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, which is available on my Patreon, and if you've been listening for a while long there, you know that I like to take a piece of that conversation from this week's episode that'll be up there on the Patreon and, and put it in here for you to check out and get to know who my guest was and 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 what they're all about, and check them out, and then hopefully you'll want to hear the rest of our conversation, and you'll shoot on over to the Patreon and sign up, and you'll be able to listen to that, plus all of the other back episodes, of which there are like 113 total episodes or something right now so far, plus all kinds of videos and stuff, so you will get access to all of that, but this week I had on an awesome guest uh, that I just actually talked to freshly before this record. Um, I found him. Uh, I, I found him. Uh, I've known him from Twitter, and this was the first time we've gotten to actually speak, uh, even though it was over Zoom. It was delightful and a wonderful uh, conversation. Uh, I uh, talked to um, my friend, my new friend, I could say, Stephen Cooper over in the UK. He is an author is a YouTuber uh, and a bit of a filmmaker after talking to him there. Uh, and uh, But we talked a lot about his writing, about his his YouTube channel, Splatsploitation, and uh, his work that he's been doing uh, in fiction and what he's got coming out soon. So uh, let's go ahead and take a little bit of, uh, let's take a little bit, let's hear a little bit of my conversation with Stephen Cooper right now now first of all tell me i want to start with your writing tell me about your writing um what do you write let's talk about that how long have you been writing uh i've been writing for a really long time um i started script writing so i was script writing when i was about 17 18 maybe a little earlier so that's been like 20 odd years mm. um and yeah the last couple of years i kind of transitioned into thinking about writing novels and stuff and then wrote the first one during lockdown because I kind of run out of other things to do and was like, right, now I've got to actually write this book. Like, right. Otherwise I'm never going to write it. Like I've got all this spare time. So it's either write it now or don't. And yeah, I wrote my debut book, which was, um, Abby versus Splatsportation Brothers and just absolutely loved the process. So I was like, right, that's what I want to do now. Like writing scripts for so long and just never getting anything kind of made and always having to ask for permission just you know kind of after a certain length of time that just gets a bit much so being able to just do my own thing and put it straight out there definitely a lot more appealing right on so and uh that's interesting because you know writing scripts and and writing for this for the stage or for the screen is a 
is like it's a flexing a different muscle, you know, a different kind mm. of writing muscle, which I I like to do. I talk about that sometimes. Um, using those different muscles, like the acting muscle, when I do voiceover stuff, like I get to keep acting because I did, you know, I was a drama, uh, the I was a theater brat, uh, as they say. Um, so I love all that kind of shit. And while I haven't written, um, like screenplay wise, like I I was in uh, several uh, sketch groups and I've written like fuck tons of sketches but even writing that is different because you're writing for the live stage for like a four minute thing or something like that yeah this is like a a feature or is that was that what you were writing like kind of or shooting to write um yeah, or? yeah i wrote um i wrote a bunch of features um the only thing i got into the cinema was a short film i wrote a short script for um london screenwriting festival yeah. which is basically uh this thing called 50 kisses back in the day and the top 50 films, supposedly, or ended up being about 30, were going to be put into a feature. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, like mine came second, so it was in the feature film. And yeah. that's kind of the only thing I managed to properly get up on the screen. I've uh, had a few shorts do like festivals and stuff. But yeah, unfortunately, none of the features ever quite got picked up, despite being liked by quite a few people. Like, well, it's always like they like my writing, but not quite the right fit sort of thing. Yeah, well, that's how it is all the way across, you know. Mm, exactly. Yeah. In all of that, you know, that happens. The important thing, like that, what I talk to people, like or other writers, or people are asking me about how do you deal with rejection with things. It's like it's just a callus you build up. It's just part of it. Mm. You no, know? it, it truly is, and it doesn't mean it's bad. It just really means it's not for that person or organization or whatever. And uh, yeah. you know, I think the way we react to those things is what truly, you know, how we make it you know or, or get to the next level you know we're just like well you got to take it on the chin sometimes easier said than done but you can't quit you know and i i, I yeah i mean i always that so yeah i always first and foremost wrote for myself so like every script i wrote was just for me it was a story i wanted to tell and yeah i just kind of promised myself nice and early like it doesn't matter if i never make any money from it i'm still going to write every day yeah i made that it. promise you know 20 years ago and i still write every day so. hell yeah yeah, absolutely, dude. That and that's what's important. Is even we're honing this craft, you know. And a lot of people, mm. some people, just don't understand that. That's you know, whether you're in the, the 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 spotlight or not, you're still toiling, you know, in the 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 mines, so to speak, um, on what we do. So, uh, so that's awesome. So you made so you made the transition to that. You have you put that book out, and then mm-hmm. you another one out as well, or one that you're working. On? I've got another two. So um, Abby came out in June. And then Near Death was a short script that had gone through quite a lot of kind of process and had done quite well in a lot of festivals, but never quite, or a lot of competitions, but never quite reached the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I could do a bit more with it, like in like a novella form, I could be a bit more nastier with it and no restrictions. So kind of got that one done and then released one last month, I think, called Blood Soaked Wrestling, which is like an yeah. extreme, very extreme wrestling book like splat punk wrestling <laughs> damn dude so you're like popping out three and three in a year just pumping those bad boys out huh is that about what it was uh yeah i mean abby was pretty much written beforehand but yeah the other two are wrote relatively quickly for me like normally it takes me a lot longer to write stuff no no yeah sometimes it just uh it just when it's ready to come out it just fucking comes out mm. sometimes it's like pulling teeth but uh <laughs> you know we are uh, eventually arrive uh at the at the place we need to be how um 
so when the, these are out, how are they available? Are, are, are did are these published by any any traditional publishing, or or did you put these out on your? Uh, no, no, I pull them out myself. It's all self published under Spotspotation Press. Um, so all three of them are on Amazon and Godless. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I didn't even. So they're try through God, that was the thing. They're through Godless. That was it. Yeah, Amazon and Godless. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I didn't try the other route. To be honest, after like the frustration of script writing and kind of waiting for replies and all that. I was like, no, I just want to write it, get out there, move on to the next thing. Right. You know, not ask permission sort of thing. No. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing um, to, to do it. But the fact that you're getting it out there and doing it is, is the main thing. So regardless mm-hmm. of how it gets out there, it is out there. And uh, as macho man, Randy Savage says the cream rises. So, uh, you know, so we'll always um, see how that comes about. Now, wrestling, are you a big wrestling fan? I, I, uh, I, how, was, how a huge, I was a huge wrestling fan. Uh, I don't really watch it now. I keep up to date a little bit with it, like on YouTube or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, for the first 25, 30 years of my life, I've been to like i don't know 15 20 live shows been to wrestlemania when it was in hollywood um yeah i've been to loads of rules and smackdowns and a couple of indie stuff over here uh yeah for a very long time i i didn't miss it for any for ages i'd watch every week um yeah they kind of lost me about six seven years ago really oh yeah yeah no i did uh did you read um well, now the fucking name just went right out of my head. Uh, Lucas Mangum and Ryan Harding's uh, wrestling. Yes, I did. Yeah, I um, I um, I did the narration. Pandemonium. Pandemonium. I did the narration for that. I had a, a ton of fun narrating that book. Oh uh, no, I I put it off because I was writing my own, and I was like, I love Ryan's work, and I hadn't really read Lucas's at the time. Mm-hmm. I read a bit more now. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, I know it's going to be so good. I don't want to be influenced by it in any way. So I was like, finish my book, and then it'd be the first thing I read, and. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Went in a completely different direction. I was happy with that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was that was a lot of fun. Um, well, and it was, mm. it was based on like kind of like the demons, uh, on demons and demons too. Um, yeah, the, the, it was based on that. Like kind of followed that. So I loved what they done with the characters, where they were like naming people after the t-shirts they were wearing. So yeah, like, exactly. Preparing to, because in my head I was like, oh fuck, like Jake the Snake Roberts and Rowdy Piper are fighting demons. Like yeah, yeah, it was a cool visual. <laughs> Um, who else does that? Uh, David Wong, or what's his name? Is Jason Peregrine, I guess. This is his real name. In all the John dies at the end. That's the John die at the end. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember seeing that, yeah. I just read the the last one. I really, I really like his work. Some people do, some people don't. Whatever, but I think he's a good writer. But he, they often like any other character that is not the three main characters. They can't be bothered to really know the name, so they always just make up <laughs> like something else, like that it is not their name at all, but like what they look like, like hey, short pants, or hey, fat fuck, you know, whatever, like stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just read. Um... For the last video I done, I read Lucas's um, Gods of the Dark Web, and he done the same in that book. He had like what Excellent. mask they were wearing, was how he referred to him. I and like that's that a, yeah, that's a great uh, Gods of the Dark Web is awesome. I'm glad he expanded on that because that was the only thing when I finished reading that I told him I was like, man, I just wanted more of this. Mm, same, yeah, so, no, um, I read it and um, Carver messaged me and was like, oh, did you know there's a second like Digital Darkness? Because they're then doing one together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that because I was the same. I was like, the only problem I had with the book was I wanted more of it. So yeah, now I get to read Digital Darkness. Thing. 
that's badass. Have you um do you if you I don't know if you heard uh, heard me talk about him on on my podcast, but Gator McAllister is my my buddy. He's a retired professional wrestler. Have you ever hear? Did you ever hear of him? No, no, I don't think I do. No, was he um like in the indie scene or? I think he did. Didn't, he started, but he was in like AEW and he was he was in a lot of stuff. Um, uh, now I can't remember. But and I don't know. He was a wrestler for fifteen or sixteen years, I believe. Right. Uh, he was uh he was on an episode. Very good friend of mine. Shouts out, Gator. I love you, dude. Uh, I run into him at conventions all the time. So now we just we're just good buds that hang out. And we I think we did like a two hour episode where he talked his his entire career, told me like from start to finish. Um, and it was pretty fucking awesome. And we're doing oh, wow. a part, part two in February. He's coming to Las Vegas to visit me, and we're gonna talk about his post career uh, <laughs> uh, doings, which were very interestingly lawless. So I can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll have to catch that one. I like hearing those old stories. It's like the main thing I still out with wrestling is I'll watch kind of YouTubes of people talking about the old days sort of thing. Like that still interests me a lot. Oh yeah, I love the the pageantry and the I met I, I just okay, this I you'll think this is awesome. Hopefully. Uh if not, <laughs> fuck you. No, I met so I was, I was in Austin, uh Austin, Texas this past weekend uh doing a, a market like it's called horror for the holidays so i had a booth and all that kind of stuff and one of the people i met uh came by and he was um an indie wrestler like in the austin scene and, and other stuff like that and he had a podcast that he's you know wanted to come have me come on and talk and stuff like that i was like yeah sure but he was telling me about this one wrestler whose gimmick was because we we're talking about developing your character and building and all that kind of stuff yeah he was, he was this italian pizza chef and all right. He would come out with dough and like be spinning the dough and like, hey, and then like, you know, sidearm. And I was like, what the hell did he do that? He said, no, he worked it like perfectly. Like, yeah, you throw the dough on face and do that stuff. But he would do things where you'd be spinning it and get the the person he was wrestling to be like, hey, you try now you try. And like they then put it on them and they would start spinning it. And then he'd like beat the shit out of them while they were spinning his pizza dough. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just fucking awesome. Like, I, I thought that was really, uh, really cool. I always, um, I always thought with any of those kind of crazy character gimmicks, like as long as the person doing it is committed, oh, like, yeah, you, you can do it. anything. Like yeah. you can pull off any gimmick you want in wrestling as long as you go for it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't believe it, the crowd aren't going to give a shit. But if you really go for it, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And one of the things I loved about it. Is, what, did you have any any favorites like that that had just like crazy bits that sounds like? Because when he told me it was a pizza chef, I was like, what? And then he's like, no, let me <laughs> tell you. And then when he told me, I was like, oh, I see how that works. Any any characters like that or wrestlers that? Um, not really. Like before I was kind of, uh, before I was a bit more smart with it all. Like when I was a little kid, I used to love Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, um, okay. So like the barber thing was pretty cool. Like as you get older, you're a bit like, oh, you know, I like people that are a bit more storytelling. But mm-hmm. as a kid, yeah, I loved him. Um, but no, I was more like Bret Hart and Edge and Dynamite Kid and people like that. Remember Captain Lou Albano? He just had rubber bands mm. all over him. I mean, hey, yeah. it's in a Cindy Lauper video too, so you got to give him that. I loved all those old Samoan teams where, like, whenever you headbutted them, like, they would fall over, like, the Samoans just, yeah, just oh. there and no sold it. Fuck loved yeah. It. Love, yeah. <laughs> well, we, I mean, I'm sure we could talk about uh, wrestling and stuff all, all day, but we didn't come here to talk about wrestling. We're talking about, <laughs> um, so you're, you're, 
writing screenplays, that's your main thing. You're transitioning into writing fiction, even splatter, you know, extreme splatter horror fiction. And then you, you start this YouTube channel where you're doing these, these reviews where you're clocking like six to what, six to eight books maybe per, per video. Um, Yeah. I think the first one was six and then it was kind of eight or nine, but now it's about 10 a month. Damn. Yeah. So Tell me about how did this start? How did you decide to like, hey, I'm going to do this on YouTube, a YouTube channel with this? Um, well, I started the YouTube channel on horror, um, just like film horror. Mm-hmm. So the first book I made, um, Abby versus Exploitation Brothers, got a lot of B movie stuff in it, a lot of inspired by a lot of video nasty, grindhouse, and independent cinema. So I kind of wanted to create a channel talking about the films that were related to that. And then I started reading extreme horror and splatpunk because I didn't really know it existed. Like I'd read some like John's Lansdale like years ago, but it was only recently that I kind of started reading it. Who was, who, who was your icebreaker? Who, who, who broke your um, on that? It was Brian Smith's depraved. Fuck yes, dude. That one will do it. <laughs> I remember I think- reading that too. And just being like, God, damn brian fuck yeah i think i was i was not very enamored with modern cinema to say the least Mm -hmm. um so i think i googled something along the lines of like what's the book version of torture porn movies or whatever like you know just trying to find out kind of how nasty books could be and it came to grindhouse press eventually through a bit of like searching and yeah like depraved caught my eye and then i read that and was like fuck like you're allowed to do this in books. Like, that's amazing. Like this book's got every nasty piece of shit you could possibly want in it. Like I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. And depraved came out. It was published prior to that. I think Carrie, uh, CV hunt at grindhouse press that that's the Mm. second release of depraved. I think she, she re-released it for Brian. So yeah, I, and I also came to it late. Like I, I think I read it maybe three years ago or something when I first read that one, but that was also because Brian started publishing through grindhouse press and uh, I was reading his newer stuff and I was like, well, where else is this uh, guy? guy? <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is crazy. Uh, I loved it. So, yeah. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I quickly. Uh, yeah, I quickly read the other few afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think just after that, I had like I had the channel for the film stuff and I thought like I wouldn't mind talking about the books, but I'm not. I don't see myself as a book reviewer. Like I can talk about film forever, but books are. You know, I don't see myself as some kind of like um, expert on them in any way. Like, I just know what I like. Um, so I just thought, like, if I do the channel and just talk about the books, what I like about them, rather than trying to be critical about it, like, I'll see how that goes. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. No, and that's, but well, that's exactly like why it's uh appealing and why and why it's it's interesting and like why like i said why it catches my attention because you are just talking you're you're you are you're being critical of the books without being critical in the sense of like this is bad this is bad (laughs) this is good you're simply talking about what you got out of this book whether (laughs) whether you know whatever was trying to be done if if you recognize what it is, if it worked for you, if it didn't work for you, but what it what you essentially got out of what you read, and I think that you probably like maybe realize or don't realize like all all of your talk, you know, you talk 
you said you can talk about cinema and then film on and on and didn't necessarily you know know how that would go for books i mean that translates very easily i'm sure you have a very um visual you know mind where you you probably see things very cinematically when you're reading them just Mm -hmm. almost just out of like force of habit or uh just because that's the way your mind works um so while you're talking about them like i said like and i think even you were talking about carver pike there was like something on the somebody who said somebody said something about maybe it wasn't him but on the twitter uh oh it was um yeah christine Christine. I kept referring to Christine Morgan. Christine Morgan, that's movie. right. Yeah, she was. Um, like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely right because you know, and now that makes sense. You, you know, knowing that you're, you know, writing for film and and a filmmaker as well. Um, but that's what works, and and the and it's it's more. I don't know. A lot of people don't realize how important talking about stuff like that is. Um, well, and, I tried. Um, when I first started the channel, like kind of the idea I had was I wanted it to be a positive channel. So I was like, whatever I watch, I will find the positives out of it. Like there's too much, like you can go to any YouTube channel and find people kind of, you know, being a bit negative about things. There's loads of that around, but I just wanted to talk about the things I enjoyed. So if it wasn't something that I absolutely loved, I would at least find something within the film that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to book, I kind of just thought I'd do the same thing. Like I'll talk about what I really enjoyed in each book and be positive about it. And if it's something that was absolutely terrible and I couldn't possibly get through it, then I just simply won't review it. I won't talk about right. it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Rather than which is you know unbalanced, and I've spoken to people about it, and you know I I get that it's slightly unfair to only talk about kind of you know the stuff that I really love, but it's my channel all right hey there we go check out my man steven cooper that was an awesome conversation and uh he's his channel is great the way he talks about uh the books and and things that he likes on his channel is a very very cool thing and uh i dig it and i would like for you to give it a check out because i think you'll dig it as well he's got a great attitude and uh like i said we had a great conversation so check out the exploitation youtube channel and uh his website and everything in between there so uh and also like i said if you'd like to hear the rest of our conversation go to patreon.com slash john ways dead or just go to john ways dead.com and hit the patreon button to get over there uh any uh tier gets you access to that episode plus all the back episodes as well so thank you very much for being on that show steven now moving right along like i said i uh were when i last left you i was just um Leaving from Chicago, I'd, I'd realized that there was a Dunkin' Donuts that I was looking for uh, next to where I was getting gas, and boy, wasn't that fun. Uh, Boney and I had a good laugh at that. But then from there, we, we took off down the way uh, back to uh, Texas, back to the north uh, north of Houston for Thanksgiving and uh, a, a time uh, horror for the holidays market in Austin, Texas, and to be reunited with the lovely Scarlet. All of that, uh, well, I guess, is right here. So, like I was saying, I um, left uh, from that, that harrowing, um, instance of finding the Dunkin' Donuts, which was right next to where I was, uh, and got back on the road, a 16-hour trip back to Texas, back to uh, visit my fossa in uh, no- uh, north of Houston in the Conroe area. It's quite north, you know, about 50 miles or so 
uh, if not more. But still, that's a b- the best way to describe it for most people. So I was going down there because uh, it was Thanksgiving, um, and we were going. I was like, also had a market horror for the holidays in Austin, which is about two and a half hours from uh, from Houston. There, so hey, why not? Go see old pops, have some Thanksgiving turkey, have some times, and then go do my market. Um, and that's what I did. I was heading down there. The the drive was, uh, it was fine. It was just long. You know, it's after one of those. Luckily, I I did. I was able to get uh, extra rest in Chicago since I stayed. You know, even Monday night, uh, because I, you know, played that show. I played the show on Monday night and then got up on Tuesday. And while I got some extra rest during the day and stuff like that, I was still, you know, once I got going after a while, I was like, eh, I'm a little bit tired. And definitely getting towards the end, I was like, it's always those last couple hours. Just really just stick it in and break it off when you're driving uh, a long distance. But Boney and I made it. And I don't know, like, if you're not familiar with a lot of, uh, with, like, a lot of travel by, by car, travel by car. If you're not traveling and driving all across these great United States of ours, it's not always, you're not always on like a mega highway or some kind of like even like two lane freeway. You know, a lot of the times you are, but especially when you're going through Texas and in Arkansas and things like that, um, they, they put that you take, you know, it'll route you through these smaller Texas towns and you'll be going on the stretch of like just a two lane road through the, the woods. And when it's dark, you know, it's nighttime, it's fucking dark out there in those, you know, driving, and uh, it's just two-lane roads and, and woods, and then you'll come, all of a sudden, the the the, the speed limit drops to, like, 55, 30, 35, 30, you know, and you're just in, like, a small little town, and you just have to kind of crawl through it, um, and then speed up again and go, but it's all very weird and creepy, and then I, a lot of that kind of slow down, start, stop, slow, go, go, it gets, it just gets old, especially towards the end of the drive, but um, we did make it uh, to my Fazas, no problem, uh, Boney and I, and I'll tell you this, we never, I don't think either of us have ever gotten into bed quicker than we did uh, after we got there, we just came in the front door, you know, my he was sleeping, uh, and his wife Michelle sleeping, and we're like, uh, we just went right to the guest room, boom, sleep so um yeah so we got there fine and then um just kind of putzed around on uh, wednesday just doing stuff uh getting ready for thanksgiving because then thursday i went and picked up uh the lovely scarlet uh she flew in to a hobby airport there in houston um to meet me to because uh, you know she couldn't meet me in chicago she had some things to do here in, in the the fabulous las vegas area uh, but she met me out there, and Boney and I went to the airport, and we were reunited, and it felt so good. It did. It was good to see her. I missed her very much. Um, but then we were like Voltron at full power, taken off out of there, and went back to my my dad's. My sister and uh, brother-in-law, Matt, came down. Um, shouts out Carrie and Matt, and shouts out Caroline and Nora Quinn, my lovely nieces. They came uh, out there to see me as well. We had Thanksgiving, and it was it was a nice time. Um, I, you know, I haven't. If you're really longtime listeners of the podcast, um, yeah, I just like you remember last year. I had no, nothing. Like I had no holiday celebrations of any kind due to uh, all the stuff that I, you know, but by my, you know, was going on with me at that time. So it was nice to, you know, get kind of get back on track. If that is a track, you can get back on. It was just nice. I'll say that. Had a nice time. Uh, then. Uh, we went to back to visit old Chris Jet post uh, recording. If you remember that, and we were doing um, 
at karaoke in the in the practice room and getting getting rip roaring drunk on rye whiskey. I'll tell you that uh, we ended up Scarlett and I just crashed there uh, at <laughs> at Chris and Ren's uh, Thanksgiving night, and then got up the next morning. And, and this is another thing, you know, the car. You know, I drive everywhere, so I'm always trying to like keep maintenance up on my car, and and I needed to get a couple new front tires. So so, you know, Friday, uh, th- this market being just a Saturday Sunday thing, I was like, well, I don't have to get there till you don't have to load in till Saturday morning, so I can get there Friday night. Uh, you know, my my pops wanted to like let's go take let's take a look at getting some tires on there, so we took some time, but. Uh, the, I have like a weird size tire on my car. It's a smaller thing, so um, it's uh, it, they had to order it from a different shop and and take a little while to get there, which was fine. Uh, I like I said, I didn't have to rush. I didn't have to get to uh, that there that night uh, to load in, or I could have loaded in that night, but it didn't matter. Uh, but I ended up getting some tires, uh, which you know you needed. So I I appreciate that a little help from my my pops there. But uh, you know after some tires, we were on the way out, and it was evening. You know uh, as we usually go in the you know, during the day, or thought we were going to go during the day. We left a lot later than we thought, but it was all good. Got to our room there in the Austin area, and uh, it was good to go through Austin again. Haven't been to Austin in a while, um, but it was nice to be back there and. Uh, you know, we got checked in and everything without uh, any issue or problem. Now, this was uh, scary as all shit. Like we, um, I think we got there. We ordered some some food, and Scarlett went to get the the food. Uh, she went outside. The guy met the guy. Came back in the room. Closed the. Do- you know, she leans on the back of the door. Closed it. Her hands are full. All that kind of stuff. We eat. We go to bed. Now, <laughs> I get up. I just happen to get up and it's like three o'clock in the morning or something. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking to the bedroom to take a leak. And as I'm in there, I hear bony, like start to bark, like, like a bark a little bit, like a and then like an aggressive bark. And Scarlett's like, what, why is the door opening? But John Wayne, what? And I was like, what? And I come, I run out of the bathroom and like jump at the door. Cause I see the, our hotel room door is coming opening and this is one of those motels where, you know, the doors just leads you right outside. So, you know, somebody, you know, come in from the outside. You know, we're not, inside, you know, enclosed in a hotel area. And I'm like, it's, I was like, what the fuck? This door sure as shit is opening. And I'm like, wah, jump at it. And just like kind of throw, you know, my, I hit it with my hand and then shoulder, you know, just all my weight into it. And then slam the, the top, you know, chain, not the chain. It wasn't a chain. It was like a flap or whatever lock throw that and throw the deadbolt. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking, there's no, I don't see anybody. I look out the window. I don't see anybody I'm like shit. And, uh, it's, it's starting to storm outside. Like there's thunder and stuff happening. And I was like, shit, man, I'm looking, looking. And then I kind of open the door real quick and look down the, the, the way there. And there's no one there. And I'm like, man, what we determined was it was just the wind. I don't, what happened was I, I did some reenactments walking through. And I think what happened was we didn't, close the door all the way after coming back in um and uh and that's on both of our faults you know um, because i helped scarlet with the bags and i could have checked to make sure it was closed as well but we didn't uh but man that was scary as hell because i was like holy shit dude someone is coming into our fucking room dude it's three in them it was nuts but luckily just the wind or was it but it was so uh after that we 
really just kind of went right back to sleep, even though it was kind of scary. But to get to the market the next day, uh, it opened at 11. So you had from like 8.30 to 10 to load in or something. So we get there around 9. Uh, it's at a convention center down downtown, the Palmer Center, actually, downtown Austin, if you're familiar. And we get loaded in. We get to see some of our friends, which was great. Um, you know, Jeanette, uh, Rebel Element, and, and uh, Christy of Goth Yoga, and uh, fellow author Christine and all kinds of great people I got to see um, and meet new people. And, and once we got there, got set up, uh, it got underway. And man, it was hopping. Um, Austin came out like I was like, I don't know, maybe we'll see how this is. You know, it was a decent size, a, a bunch of uh, vendors. Um, and uh, it was nice. You know, it, it was a constant flow of people. They had awesome programming. It, it, first day was very busy. I ended up selling out of two titles, one just one of my titles that night, but then three on Sunday we went you know, we went back three titles that night. And Sunday, uh, before we get to Sunday, but Saturday we're there. Who who joins us? But but wouldn't you know it? Everyone's favorite Nick P uh, drives up, comes out to to hang out there, and while he's there, uh, I look up and who do I see? But the old bearded beer man himself, Zach. My man uh, that I, I spoke about at the top of the show, bringing, he brought the beer for us, but he, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I was off. I'm going to just come up here, you know, do, he likes to do the horror thing, and uh, he shot him up to Austin, and so, boom, it was great to see both of them, and after the uh, floor closed, uh, Scarlett went with uh, Christy and Jeanette to go have some dinner and hang out with the girls, and then, and the boys, we went back to our room, um, where we, <laughs> Nick and Zach and I ended up uh, just getting incredibly stoned and watching um, training videos again. Like uh, Zach had never seen the Wendy's rap, so of course we had to show him that. And a, a cadre of uh, that I had in the in, in my uh, bank, my spank bank of of training videos, if you will. And we watched a bunch of them just uh, and laughed and laughed and laughed and had a good time hanging out. Uh, after the fact, the girls came back to the room for a little bit, and uh, it was fun. Uh, the next day we got up, uh, I got the car loaded, we get going, we get over there, uh, Nick's supposed to meet us, and, you know, a little bit after checkout time, I get a message that he's, he's falling down the steps, part of the steps, hurt his ankle, or his knee, broke some beers open, was like, fuck it, I'm going home, which, I don't blame him at all, I would have done the exact same thing, so I didn't get to see him for the rest of that time, but Zach came through for a little bit, uh, Zach was looking sharp, rocking, I gotta say, uh, if I don't, if I really must, uh, I really must say, repping a John Wayne is Dead backpack from the from the uh, apparel line, which you can uh, check out at JohnWayneIsDead.com. Little plug there, but uh, he had one of those, which uh, he had one of the ones I hadn't seen in the out in the wild yet, and it was uh, it was awesome. It looked really cool, so I was I was happy about that. Uh, so you can check those out too. Uh, it's holiday season time, people. So uh, yeah, I've got to see him for a little bit, and and you know Sunday as Sundays are always slow with anything, but this market it wasn't too slow. It was good. It was a beautiful fucking day outside, um, and we got primo primo loadout parking so soon as it was done oh daddy i had my stuff in my car and we were packed within oh like i don't know 20 minutes maybe uh i was done in there because uh then from there we said our goodbyes and we headed out the road uh to dallas texas again to see my sister and brother-in-law matt and my two wonderful nieces caroline and nora quinn for uh, um a couple of days uh, so we visited them and uh, just, you know, for that night. And then we stayed there Monday to visit 
got up early Tuesday morning for another 16-hour drive or 18-hour drive back to Las Vegas. And it was all good. The drive was pretty good uh, with the exception of, well, first of all, we'd hit some water and in Austin and one of like the, the things underneath my underneath your car, like the like a not a strike plate, but the plastic, you know, kind of undercarriage had like pulled out of some of the brackets. So I'm dragging like this piece of plastic around. Then, you know, when I'm trying to get that taken care of, I can't get it loose all the way. So it's like whatever, I'm sure it'll just wear down or or whatever as we're driving. We're driving and uh like I had just kind of been dozing off, Scarlet to taken over and I woke up from this, like, you know, we hit something like, what the hell? And I look up and she's like, it's it's like a tire tread, like the, you know, a truck tire tread, you know, something that come off. So we hit this full tread, like head on. Um, and the front of my car, you know, it's plastic, it's a Honda fit. Um, so my bumper is all just crunched and everything. I, luckily I was able to salvage my license plate. It got all beat to shit, but I, I got the, the front awesome dude for life license plate and threw it in the back, but we go on, uh, you know, it's all good. It's just a a plastic bumper. Nothing else is, is wrong with the car, but it's just one of those things that came out of nowhere. Like the truck in front of us kicked it up and it's one of those things that could have been a lot worse, but, um, you know, we live to tell the tale and we'll get some more plastic and put it on the front of that bad boy. No problem. But uh, yeah, we made it home safe and sound. And that you know, we, we uh, gained those two hours. So instead of getting home at like one thirty or whatever, we got home like 1130. And, uh, you know, hey, it, it, it's good. Like I, I got to say, after 24 days of being gone, good to be home, even if it's only for two days before I have to leave again. Um, but there it was. Uh, I made it home, and I have to say the horror for the holidays market. Shouts out to Bunny who put that on. That was an awesome uh, thing, an awesome presentation. They had a badass like Krampus parade. All these cosplayers and professional like Krampuses came out. It was very fucking cool, um, and I had a blast. And yes, I shall be returning again next year, but mostly because T-shirt Joe, my man, was there, and I got some badass T-shirts. You've got to stop messing around with what you're doing with your life and get fastcustomtees.com Mr. T-shirt Joe. Thank you. All right. That's it. My recap of uh, the old horror for the holidays market in Austin plus Thanksgiving time and all my driving around. So thank you guys for joining me for another episode. I appreciate it, especially if you're new to the show. Thanks for checking it out. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your frenemies. Uh, Don't forget to go to johnwayneisdead.com for all your John Wayne is dead, John Wayne needs. Uh, My books are on there in the shop. I'll sign them. I'll send you extra goodies. I have a new bookmark up there, a new uh, metal holographic uh, bookmark featuring my art signed and numbered. Those will go quick, so get on it while you can. And uh, also my Patreon link is right there as well to check out. And I appreciate you so much. Don't forget to follow me. Uh, at John Wayne is dead on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, or on Facebook, just at John Wayne Communale, my little old name. And uh, I will see you in uh, at the Globe Theater in LA next weekend. Mm-hmm.